Hey, you guys. Welcome to I Love Green Guy Letters, the podcast where we talk about the letters to the age newspapers, television, and radio lift out the Green Guide. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love those Green Guide letters. That's right. People write complaint letters about television to the newspaper, and then we podcast about it. We are podcasting in the man cave. Regular room. Man cave. You know, we're normally in the podcasting lounge. Sure, yeah. We've never been in a cave before. <laughs> Still it, haven't, but yeah. It was hard to um slide down the pole with my laptop and recording equipment. <laughs> Good. Bit of colour. I love it. I love it. Elaborate <laughs> on what the man cave looks like. I like it. <laughs> and our letter lovers today from the very popular Weekly Planet podcast, returning letter lover, tram driver extraordinaire, beard grower... Expert, Ned Kelly cosplayer, <laughs> Nick Mason. Welcome, welcome. I, I'm, I'll start again. You can edit this <laughs> no, out. No, I was so that's confused. <laughs> I was so confused for just one moment. I'm like, okay, I'm in the place where I'm normally the guy, but now steals the steals in the on the big desk in the man cave. I'm shuffled off into the corner. That's right. Like I'm outcast. so confused. But thank you for having me, Steel. <laughs> Thanks for being had. It's, it's great. And uh, we'll, we'll select English for the rest of the podcast. Right, I'll try. <laughs> it sounded like you had some. Real... All right, I'll change my settings. Hang on. Um, I go back there. Beard grower, uh, expert, uh, just let it go. Here's a tip for you, aspiring beard growers. Uh, your number one, your number one obstacle to growing a beard is all your friends who are going to ridicule you mercilessly for attempting it, <laughs> just for attempting any change at all in your look or your lifestyle or anything. They're just going to crush you under their under their fists. So what you do, just if you if you're good at growing anything in particular, like a sideburn or a mustache or a chin, whatever, do that first. Prove yourself. And then let the rest grow in. That's the key. He's into it. Unless it's a neck beard, in which case don't. No, just don't do that. Don't ever do it. All right. Well, speaking of horrible friends. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Yeah. In my own cave of all places. (laughs) Hey, speaking of diversion, before he gets to speak, uh, because... Your next guest, he never he didn't reveal his face on the internet for, for many a year. People were like, who's this mysterious guy? I'm aware. And then when he finally did, any number of people I know went, oh, wow, you know, it's it's, it's really interesting. I, I always assumed he'd be the ugly one. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, good point. Hey, wait a minute. No, wrong. Well, one might say that you were growing the beard in anticipation of yeah, James' right. face reveal. I'm just going to cover up two-thirds of my head and then... <laughs> doesn't matter what I look like anymore. Welcome to the podcast, James, Mr. Sunday Movies. Thank you for having me. You, Thanks for us, being had. All of us, yeah. The man cave is not living up to no, no, don't ruin the, magic. the visual picture. We are moving the cave because as I told you before the show, we've got a little studio space at our, Claire and I, our new place, which we're going to kind of kit out. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to just be mostly like this, but it will be slightly bigger. Okay, so you've already packed up like the the fluoro Jack Daniels <laughs> signs and yes. stuff. Bearskin rug, you've rolled it up. Rolled it yeah, up, yep. that's that, it. The yep. giant elk yep. on the wall. What about the sign you stole last New Year's that said detour? <laughs> <laughs> Where's all, that at? It's all backed away. All right. I'm not sure if it's a man cave or a TGI Fridays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, nobody knows. We change the aesthetic a lot. All right, guys. I've had a... Gutful. I have had a gutful. Had no, a- I haven't really. I've had a traumatic morning. Oh, really? Okay. I had a blood test. Oh. And if there's one thing I fear more than blood tests, it's two blood tests. But I only had one. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. I was going to say. <laughs> but it's not for... I'm not sick. Right. It's, it's like I went to the doctor because I'm just here back in Australia for a month. 
And so I went to the doctor and sort of said, hey, let's do all those tests where... You know, you hear stories about if I didn't get that test, I'd be dead by now. Right, yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Give me all those tests. Yeah, I get you. So we can have that story or better yet, not that story. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the like the case study that nothing happened. And did, you, did you fear you'd pick something up in LA possibly? Ah, oh, success? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's my, that <laughs> is... Doc, I need you to test for success <laughs> if you could. I've been licking syringes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just want to get that checked out. But, and uh, it's cheaper here, I assume. Oh, good assumption. Yeah. Very good assumption. Yeah, I went just sidebar. I was recently in the US, took my son to the doctor just for an hour. 650 US. I mean, we were covered, but... Was he fine? No. Oh, jeez. He's still there. No, he's fine, yeah. (laughs) We just left and went, you know what? Not my problem. (laughs) Sorry, go on still. So, I had a blood test. I was... so Okay, I'll tell you the story. I went to the blood bank a few years ago with my friend... No, with Jackie. It was with Jackie. So it was oh, it was probably about four years ago. Mm. We decided to be good people and we went to donate blood, mm-hmm. right? Nothing to do with the free cookie you, your cookie you get at the end. Absolutely nothing to do All with right. free cookie. And a okay. juice. You get a juice too. That's true. You can, I can go to Subway. That's true. You can get all those things. Yeah. I, can, I, I, consider, I always consider the cookie free. We, I'm paying for the sub. Here's a cookie. Everything's a bonus. Right, gotcha. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So because it was my first time, I had to get like a little interview and they tell you what to do. Yep. And so they were telling me how they were going to insert the needle, withdraw the blood. And at this point, I grew whiter. Yeah. Did you know that this was a fear that you had before you went in? I know I don't like blood. Right, yeah. Mm. Like, and actually, you know when you're a little kid and you're thinking about what um, job you're going to have? Yeah. I, I was pretty into doctor. Right, okay. And then... Very young, maybe about seven or something. I realized that you'd have to see the insides of people. <laughs> sure, yeah, right. And even at that young age, I was like, oh, I'm not cut no, out for that. You, yeah. I'm just going to be an outside doctor. Just the outside. Yeah, outside. You could be a dermatologist, but even then you still got to pick away at stuff. Well, as we were yeah. discussing before, I couldn't be a foot doctor. No. They disgust me. Because you're so aroused by them, you can't be near them. <laughs> no. Opposite. 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 So they're explaining to me at the blood bank what's going to happen. The next thing my wife knows, who's about to donate blood, is a nurse comes up and goes, oh, can you come with us? There's there's been an issue. I'm in the doctor's office getting a newspaper fanned on me lying on the ground. They didn't even get near you with a needle. I didn't even get out to the blood (laughs) pit. And that newspaper was the green guy. (laughs) (laughs) This is an origin story. It's an origin story. This is Batman origin story. (laughs) So... Because I've got that issue when I was yeah. going this morning and also I wasn't allowed to have a coffee, so that was extra oh, painful. Sure. So I was very anxious. I had a bad night's sleep. I had to drive through traffic. I got there and the lady was very nice. I said, oh, hey, I don't know if talking about this beforehand is good or bad, but like I'm not... I'm very scared. Yeah. <laughs> like I know it's nothing, but I just... I There's like a... I'm missing a... Courage or something. Yeah, right. The courage right. chromosome is, is not there. And so she said, okay, well, we can get you to lie down. I'm like, thank you very much. And then as she was about to start, I go, is it okay if I listen to my iPod? Yep. And she goes, yeah, of course. An iPod? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> iPhone, iPhone. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I've, I've brought this gramophone along. Could I <laughs> spin up a 78? Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. And so I was listening to the end of the Weekly Planet. Oh, okay. 
And it felt like in the tone, particularly Mason's voice, mm-hmm. that he knew what was going on and was like dissing me in the voice. Oh, no. Like 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 in his voice was sort of like going, Yeah, Kingsman, that wasn't that good. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you're a pussy steal. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, I had all these anxiety. Mm. It was not good. But I and then when I was uh, on the way out, you got to the letters thing and I'd never thought about it before. Mm. But you're biting my thing with this letters segment. <laughs> we may, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you've got a theme song. We do have a theme song. You yeah. little dun dun dun. Yeah, it's that's sung by myself. Yeah, and so I was very. Uh, what I'm saying is, it didn't help. It riled. Is I had a lot of anxiety, and listening to your podcast did not help much. Because. Okay. <laughs> Because I thought Mason was dissing me with the tone of his voice uh-huh. and then you were stealing my shtick gotcha, with yeah. the whole letters thing. I've honestly had that a lot. A lot of people are like, oh my, what? you always sound sarcastic. Like that, I get that a lot. Like You always sound like you're really, you don't want to be here like and you, you hate everyone. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sincere all the time. Yeah. I don't... But I mean, how would you how would you believe me? Yeah, I mean, I, it's, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Especially now, that we, especially now that we're sponsored, you can't believe a word you say. That's mate. very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, you're not really getting behind that Harry Shaver product. Neckbeard under here. You've got to think about the that. neckbeard. Oh, yeah, you under know the it. flap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's never say under the flag. <laughs> With regards yeah, all, our, our wonderful if we sponsors. Agree, yeah, yeah, if we could not. Or your new nickname is Flapsy. Oh, no. <laughs> um, man, now I'm in a bind because I can't say I love it to deflect, but I can't say I hate it because then it's forever. Now, it would be remiss. Mm-hmm. It would be a disservice to the podcast listening community if I didn't ask if there'd been any action on the trams of late. Ooh. Let me think. Who's fucking? Is that, what <laughs> are we exactly, talking about? That's exactly what we're talking about. Mm. Um, uh, an L player uh, tried to start a fight with me. Oh, that's uh, a, yeah. I like quite recently, story. I don't yeah. know if that's. I don't know if that's been recorded. I don't think I can give you the full details. But um, uh, I was on the tram and I opened, story checks out. That's right. I opened the doors to to uh, to to. Uh, uh, let some people out, and as that was happening, somebody sort of zoomed oh. past the tram, which is. A, against the law, and two, bad form. And it I, is hard to see the little sign, though, when you're tweeting. Yeah, that's very true. You're right. You never know what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, and anyway, I got to the I got to the lights, and the car was there. And from time to time, I might open it. I get out, and I'm like... And I'm, he's, you got out of the tram. That happens from time to time, yeah. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't normally, but, it, you know, it's, it's a safety issue. For, did, you, did you take a weapon? No, uh. no. But anyway, I got out of the tram. But you know when you do that, you yes. get out of the tram, mm-hmm. that everyone else on the tram is just like... Our drivers, yeah. he's something's going yeah. yeah. He's on the warpath. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But it was an L plater, and I thought, you know what? I'll be like, oh, hey, you know, just so you know, you can't go past the train because it's against the law. Because you'll right? kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. You fucking idiot. And I opened the, I, and I got out and I and I tapped on the window, and he went, "I didn't do nothing. Get out of my face." And I'm like, <laughs> "All right, this is this is something. All right." And I'm like, "Oh, you you." Because I, I was kind of thrown because my normal speech is like, "Hey, you can't go past the thing," and I'm like, "Hey, you can't." Whatever, and he just opens the door and he starts. Hey, lose the sarcastic attitude, Beardo. <laughs> and he just gets out of the tram, and then his mum. He gets out of the car rather to like come at me, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, man, you just." And I sort of tap the the bonnet of his car, and I'm like, "Oh, you can't go past the." And he's like, "Are you disrespecting my car?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Um." And then his mum gets out of the the driver's side, and like, clearly this has happened before, and ha- like gets in between us because he's like coming at me to fight me. And then, like, his dad gets out and, like... How many people in this car? Four, four people. people in the car. <laughs> uh, and his dad gets out from the back to, like, 
cover the license plate of the car so I can't write it down because it's <laughs> so clearly something very similar has happened Unbelievable. before. And I'm like, oh, uh, and then the, the sister gets out because she's also in the back and she's immediately started crying and she goes, oh, he's, he's got anger management issues. And I'm like, yep, story checks out, good. And then I'm like, all right, look, I, this is a whole, and he's like, did, you did, disrespected did, my car, what are you doing? And did I'm someone like, point at the daughter and go, she's got emotional issues. Yeah, right. And then I'm like, listen, this is a whole whole situation. I don't know if I might have to call the police here or whatever. And the mum goes, it's my birthday. And I'm like, oh dear. So I'm like, I'm going to leave this whole situation. And I just got back in the tram and I'm like, Good, good luck with everything. This is <laughs> this is going to come to a head very shortly, but you, I don't want to be a part of it, so just carry on. I like the dad's doing like in-person pixelation yeah, right. of the oh, license yeah. plate. Yeah. That's genius. Get Did- your kid in check. Seriously, what is that? I don't know. I don't he's like, know, he's man. running that family. I don't S- care Seemingly, for yeah. 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 How many Monster Energy stickers did this car have on it? <laughs> Zero. Well, it wasn't his well, car, was that's the thing. I it? said, he said, you're disrespecting my car. And I'm, I went to the dad. I'm like, is this, is this his car? And he went, no. Nah, <laughs> well, why like, would it be? He was like seven, 16 or 17. It was like a Camry or something as yeah. well. So it wasn't even like some hot and up amazing vehicle. It's just a family car. Respect the car. Respect yeah. the car. Imagine having a life where you were worried about someone disrespecting your oh, car. Oh, yeah. What have you done? Where, how'd you get there? What, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah. In such a short span of time as well. A lot of people like invest a lot of like emotion and time into their car and that is their, their kind of thing. They'll live in a garbage house, you know, but their car is like their thing. I don't yeah. know what this situation is. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm selling my car at the moment mm. and I'm getting a lot of comments at how much I've disrespected my car. <laughs> The guy's like, needs a bit of panel work. And I'm like, I'm aware. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. selling it. I'm factoring that <laughs> I want in. it. Yeah. Fi- yeah. You don't know how many people I've hit getting out of trams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Anyway, if you could, you know, we'll, we'll take it for a test drive. I'll just open the passenger door and then I'll lean over and I'll open my door. <laughs> that is exciting. And so when you got back on the tram, yep. did you get any like vibe from the passengers? Um, no, I think they were like, yeah, you probably left it at the correct point. Probably shouldn't have pushed that any further. Nice. Not a, not a guy who's liable to learn a Also, you there. can't punch a guy in that situation because you'll get fired. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, has there ever been much tram violence? Is there like, oh, remember Eddie? Don't end up like Eddie. He's uh, driving not Ubers on my now. Depot, but who knows? No. And some, you know. Okay. Mm. All right. Now, I was uh, very uh, sort of amused yeah. to learn. Oh, yes. But but I'm with you. I'm offering uh-huh. you support. After that's why I've opened up about my blood test for you. Mm-hmm. That the irony of you being a tram driver, yes, and you detest flying in planes. I hate it. It's not for me. Yeah, but it's it's it is very similar in the sense that statistically speaking, there's nothing to worry about. It's not like they're going to hit an artery and and you're going to run out of blood, you know. But it's, and, and I'm not going to be get in a plane and it's going to crash, but I'm it's But it might. It might. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for confirming my worst fears. Thanks, pal. I mean, it has happened. Yeah, it definitely has. It's Some not... planes disappear forever. It's true. I would prefer that actually. Yeah? Yeah. Just the mystery. Where did I end up? Who knows? Yeah. You know? On the island. Maybe I'm on the island, yeah. We got to go back, Kate. <laughs> did you watch Lost? No. I got that. I watched it. Look, I understood it from from a from a from you, a cultural context. You I saw got the it. promos. Yeah, I saw it. I no, I was wondering that might have been the the point that you were just like, nah, no planes. Mm. Nah, it's that, and also get an inner ear thing. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. 
The key yep. to flying mm-hmm. and surviving. The yep. wings. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you've got to make sure you've got a mysterious backstory. That's true, yeah. Like a D.B. Right. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're just like, you know, Nick Mason tram driver, mm. no good. You're probably going to die. Yeah. You're not going to make it through the pilot. Yeah, exactly. I, we, I was actually on a, another podcast a while back. Uh, really? That's that's right. I've done it. I've done a couple in my time. Oh my god! Uh, our friends over at Two in the Think Tank, and uh, we we decided that if if you wanna if you wanna live through any kind of like if you wanna live through an action movie situation or if you wanna live through a like a like a mystery situation, you need a mysterious backstory that you can't explain in like three dying breaths. It needs to be longer. It needs to be an ex- like a like a long like a long journey with a lot of. Well, that would work out for you because yeah. as you're dying and you go. You're dying tram driver and you look up and you go, <laughs> I also make a podcast. Yep. And then the guy goes, what's a podcast? And yep. you're dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. That doesn't ch- So you need to live longer exactly. to then explain about that's the on-demand right, yeah. internet and phenomenon. it's just a broken memory stick in your pocket that you got shot through. You yeah, haven't shot right. this yeah. scenario. Yep. And they have to reassemble it, yeah. follow and a then, series of clues. And then there's all, this, there's all this drama. They put it all together and they're like, Oh, it's a radio show, like, but on the internet. Yeah. Oh, well, delete. <laughs> delete. I don't really like Spider-Man, yeah, so... Yeah, no, so, no, no, thank you. Let's eat him. <laughs> Let's eat him. Now, the show's about inane complaints, mm-hmm. and we love complaints here. Now, James, you're a, a, a YouTuber. Oh, yeah. Which, do, do you like the term... Uh, this is just off, off topic, but... But that's a podcast, really. Do you like the term YouTuber? No, it's horrible. But what else is it? it, it it's It's... It, that's what it is. Vlogger, yeah, yeah vlogger, vlogger. I think no, nah, I hate them both because you don't really vlog. You sort I don't of... vlog. No. <laughs> well, what Maybe am I vlogging should. about? Hey. Well, not on air. No, <laughs> I, I've got nothing really that important to say in my life. But yeah, sorry. No, I guess it's you. What are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> there what? might be eight things I missed in a trailer. Yeah, no, sorry. Outside, <laughs> like, I could talk about a thing, but like in my, a lot of vloggers are like, hey, I'm just off to the shops. What's going on? And, you know, there's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a million guys doing that and they're all the worst person in the world. So, <laughs> But yeah. they're the most successful ones, I've yes, found. Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, it also caters to the YouTube algorithm, which is 10-minute videos every day. So, And they're easy. to You can bang them out. Anyway, this is who cares. I don't know what, how I got into this. Whenever you, results, that doesn't whenever it. you start talking to me about algorithms on YouTube and that, I like, I just the the knife comes out and I just want to slip. <laughs> like it's just like if it wasn't for the blood, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be no good. No yeah. bias there. I just I just had a vision of like YouTube vlogger Jake Paul. He works at a, like a police station, and they're like, Jake Paul, you're making videos every day. You whatever, you you know, you you're ruining people's lives, and he's like it, but it gets results, chief. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the algorithm thing where it's just like, oh, I just thought you had to make good stuff. Uh, look, that uh, that does play a, play a part. But if you look at the top, top stuff that people watch, first of all, it's a lot of kids. So the stuff that rises at the top is garbage because kids watch it. And kids don't, not all kids, but a lot of kids don't really, you know, have... Hear that, kids? Opinions. You fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ki- look, I used to be a teacher and yeah, a lot of kids do suck. <laughs> no, that's not actually true. I've never met... I think I've only taught one kid that I didn't like. Every other kid I've been able to find something about them that that I, you know, that I liked. What was the least like how do I say it? What what is the most What's the most annoying quality? No, no, kid? what is the like the smallest thing where you're just like, well, they've got eyelashes. Ah. Like, you know what? I love when a kid's super into something. 
Like he just loves millipedes. So he's got like a like a like a microscope, and he'll tell you all about it. Like any kid with a like a like a weird kid with a passion, I love. I think it's great. I don't like a generic kid that's just like, yeah, I like football, and I like I collect trading cards and what. Like, shut up. You're all like that. You know, I love a kid who likes a really weird thing and doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks. It's just they're just their own person. That's my favorite thing. Wow, that paints a bleak picture of your uh, class. It's like, Mr. Movies, I collect trading cards. Shut up! <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Sunday Movies, I like the things that you like. Shut up, idiots. Get out of here. Detention. YouTube comments in particular. Yeah, yeah, right, they're, yeah. they're a dark and evil oh, yeah, place. So, you know, the Green Guy letters, yeah. you know, there's complaints there. And, and then, you know, there's, there's, there's vague hints of misogyny mm. from time to time. But it's filtered out by the Green Guy letter masters. Yes. You're just getting unfiltered. I get it all, yeah. No cut, no chaser. <laughs> just what, what, what sort of stuff are you getting? What, what's, what's some of the most memorable complaints that you've received? Well, we, we do a hate mail segment occasionally where I read out some stuff that's it's mostly directed at me, sometimes Mason. It's a lot of like... You're boring, you know, when you're, what you're talking about. Kill yourself, delete your channel. Uh, you know, it's either... You know, the basics. It's either the... uh, you're sexist or you're an SJW. It's like, if you look at like... Oh, either or. Yeah, like my Ghostbusters review. I was like, it's not great, but it's not terrible. But so I got the recent Ghostbusters. So I got comments from both sides being like, you don't hate it enough or what? You like this? What's <laughs> You can't win. Whatever you say, mm. like I'm either love DC too much or I hate DC too much that's an interesting um, bit of feedback dear sir can you please hate this more yeah there's a lot of that but as I've said to Mason recently I save my hate for stuff that's really bad if something's mediocre I'm just like it's who cares like the mummy 2017 it's just whatever it's not that good what are you gonna do what are you gonna do what are you gonna do (laughs) delete your channel that's interesting yeah could you just like I, I, there, there would have, there is a button. Yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. the one. Uh, yeah, no, it's you, covered in glass. Yes, but when you delete it, it's like it's gone. Like you cannot get it back. But you've uploaded so much stuff. Do you yeah. think the internet would take a few days to adjust? Like everything sort of recalibrates and shifts around. YouTube, it's like a billion hours every day gets uploaded or whatever it is. They wouldn't even notice. Have you ever had any negative feedback about your hate mail section? No, have we? I don't think so. Oh, I that's fucking it. hate the hate People mail bit. The- People love the hate mail and we don't do it that often because that encourages more hate mail. So I kind of spring and like every few months I'll be like, surprise hate mail because otherwise people would just, people do write fake hate mail. Like one recently. That's was, what he tells himself. Yeah, yeah that's but, right. Yeah. But some of them is really <laughs> obvious because you can also search previous comments that they've done. So they'll be all nice. And then the latest one is just like, kill yourself, faggot. And I'm like, I don't think that's what you really, you know, I don't think you mean that. <laughs> <laughs> what it really means is come around to my house, big boy. Mm. Yeah, it might just, it might just, yeah. Okay, interesting, mm. interesting. Well, how about we love some letters? Oh, please. I'm ready. All right, all right. How does it feel to be back in the land of, of the Green Guide letters? Did you feel a little bit disconnected? Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is good to be back. Mm-hmm. But then it, it's sort of, exp- it's so cold. Yeah. So, so I arrived and... Like all the trees, it's a bit better now, but all the trees didn't have leaves. It was very bleak. And I was like, no wonder people write in angry letters. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, but I always think that people should, like when they complain about, say, we get a lot of complaint letters about Jane Bunn, the uh, meteorologist yep, right. on, on Channel 7. But I just think people should complain to her about the weather. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. How about some sunny days? Come on. <laughs> 
But uh, unfortunately not. But yeah, so I sort of kind of, I felt for them because it is cold and mm. like I began to look at the TV and just like, yeah, right. Eddie McGuire. Is there an LA equivalent of the Green Green Guide where people are like, keep doing what you're doing, TV. You're doing great. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think they're like when people hear about in America what the podcast is about, yep. it, it does fit in kind of with the scene they set in that Australian episode of The Simpsons. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That like in the newspaper, people, they they do print up complaints about mm, yeah, the right. TV. So <laughs> Reinforcing stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> and then people always say to me, oh, you should just do it. Now you're in America. Just do it like on internet comments. It's not, it's the, not the same. same. No, it's but like you said, there's a process and they make the decision to print these letters. But I'd be so depressed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's also true. <laughs> like it'd be, it would rip out my How's soul. How's your hate mail though? It wouldn't be that bad, would it? Uh, not about the green guide. Sometimes the Star Wars yeah, ones. Yeah, Star Wars, I'd imagine. On worse, the yeah. Steel Wars one, because people, like some people don't like that we don't take it as seriously enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they just take it, like it's a joke. Like if we joke about anything, it's like a joke about them. Like it's it's almost like... It's you're attacking their favourite yeah, thing. Well, it's not even attacking because I'm like the biggest fan of it. Yeah, right. But that's how they perceive it as well. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it's sort of like... People sort of see it as like a like if you're joking about religion, mm. and they they just hear joke and the thing I like, so it must be bad, right? Mm. Whereas, I was just going to apologise for my son making noise outside the door, <laughs> but your phone going off is yeah, way more disrespectful. So so bad. <laughs> I don't know that number either. That's very exciting. Do you want to answer? No. Okay. I'm always saying could have been some exclusive content for the pod. Could have been been Stephen Stanton. If he was in Melbourne. Yes, Mm. oh, it's a Melbourne number. Yeah. And it was like a, yeah, it wasn't even a mobile number. So, Ah. no, don't pick it up. If that's a landline, that's a lunatic. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want anything to do with that. Anything Mm. to do with that. Yeah, so it's quite, um, yeah, people just take it the wrong way. No, we get a bit of that. Mm. So. But let's love some letters. Let's do it. This one is titled, Little Gems, Broad Appeal. Okay. I know that Little Lunch is a children's show, but I, at a very mature age, love it. The children are very talented and the storylines clever and funny. Well done to all involved in this little gem. That's from Lynn Hestale. In Seaview. Very good. What's Little Lunch? Thank you for asking the question we all wanted answered. I just realised I might not know these shows, even though I live in Melbourne. I don't watch a lot of TV. I know, but this is the hidden thing behind the Green Guide letters. Mm. It's not a show about TV. It's not a podcast about TV. Mm. It's a show about complaints about TV. So, Little Lunch, it's news to me what it is. Thank God. Okay. (laughs) I have no idea. But it does. I, I and it's not a complaint. They just it's mm, a very yeah. rare thing where it's, it's nice. just like it's it's very positive. But I I kind of I'm with Lynn. Like I haven't seen Little Lunch, <laughs> but the things that I liked, and I think you guys like this as well. Mm. You didn't like when you were little, and as you got older, you had trouble detaching yourself from those things. Sure. Like I'd never. I I don't think there was a year in my life where I ever stopped going into the toy section and just like going. Oh, yeah, what's out? I've yeah, st- right? I still cruise past, yeah. 
Oh, now more than ever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But um, I gotta say, cruised in the children's toy section, James. <laughs> just slithered on over. Oh, that no, <laughs> that's worse. Just snaked my way in. Oh. <laughs> Ex teacher, Mr. Sunday <laughs> Movies, is cruising, cruising the toy department. <laughs> <laughs> but they're getting few and far between, though. I feel like toy de- they're getting smaller, a lot of these. Anyway, it's not, not the point. I know, that is the point. That is the point. Kmart is pathetic. I came back and was disgusted. (laughs) (laughs) Toys R Us is gone or will be gone. Oh. It's all all thing. Jeffrey, I feel like they should, like, on the last day, just, like, shoot the giraffe. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Through the the neck. (laughs) whoever's, Whoever's costumed, it's just like... Bad yeah. luck. Yeah. Bad just luck. open up like a minions, one of those minions doctor's screens in front of him. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just a ceremony. Mm. I actually set up Frankston Toys R Us. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Because I was a Toys R Us, imp- a very proud. I wanted that job. Toys R Us. Or World for Kids. I wasn't, uh, wasn't picky. Oh, World for Kids. <laughs> Long Ugh. gone. The, the cheap Australian ripoff. Yes. Mm. No, the, I was so proud to work for Jeffrey. Mm. I considered him my boss yeah, yeah. And, and a mentor. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, he taught me how to eat the highest leaves in trees. That's right. But yeah, I would have to like, I put up all the signs. Like even when I went in, go in there now, I'm like, I wonder if they're still the signs I put up. Because it was quite high. You right, to, yeah. Like get up like a 20 foot high ladder and, and crimp stuff. And yeah, yeah. I was 19 and, you know, that, I didn't have a care in the world. Yeah, do you know right, what I mean? yeah. I, I just did not care, but I, it's, it's very sad to see it go. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of it's a long coffin for Jeffrey. Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know mm. that and borders. Borders that hurt me the most. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mm. I'm just gonna get my dog. <laughs> Sorry, guys. There's been so many interruptions. That's all right. She'll be quiet. <laughs> okay. All right, so this is very off-brand. We have a dog in the room. This is the first dog cast. We've had hundreds of episodes with a cat in the room. That's right. The dog. I'm so uh, sorry. A little noisier, I, I must admit. No, no, she'll settle down. She'll be God, next thing you know, James is going to want to read out letters from Harold Sun's hit magazine. <laughs> I, used to, I used to read that every, every week. It's where you get your news from. Yeah, Nui Dekoa. Oh. Great work. The Matrix. The Matrix, that's right, yeah. We loved it. We loved it. But uh, yeah, I still... Like, I, I remember having in the Lego magazine, mm-hmm. like, there used to be a Lego catalog that would come out. You know, you get a booklet when you yeah, bought right, a absolutely. big enough bit of Lego, yeah. you get a book. And I think they sold it as well for like a buck. And they would page through, it got older as you went through the book. And like, Technic was at the back, and right, then Jubilo yeah. was at the front. And they had age ratings. That's right, yeah. And I remember the, I don't know, if, it wasn't Jublo. There was the next one up that had the the animal-headed characters. I know the one you mean. Yeah, and the mm. bricks were slightly bigger and I loved the animal-headed characters. Mm. And I think it was like suited for ages, maybe like, so let's say four to seven. Sure, right. Right. I was seven and a half. Mm. <laughs> I had a lot of anxiety that the Lego police or <laughs> my mum or my dad sure. that... That on my eighth birthday, like I was convinced that they all knew about this age rating and it was very serious. Yeah. And on my eighth birthday, they'd go, All right, it's um time to this is this is going now. You're yeah, you're too old for this Lego. That's right. And I was a box of Meccano. <clears throat> Meccano, we had Meccano. That shit was deadly. I'm, I thought I'm it was going to slit a wrist I'm or against something. It. I don't like it. But 
I was so scared about it that I, but I didn't want to alert my parents to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't ask them. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah. So just on my eighth birthday, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, you like one day you're like, I'm going to take all my Lego to school, and then you show up like to show all my friends, and then you, you show up and you open the backpack and it's just all turned to dust. <laughs> <laughs> There's something in it. It's just it knows. We never got to the the what little lunch was about. I'm assuming it's some sort of like. Antiques roadshow, but just for kids trading little right. lunches. Just I'm like- for it because she loves what she bloody loves. She's just mm. like, this is a show I like unabashedly. Mm. All right, that'll do. <laughs> well, little lunch, that's that's like recess. It's recess, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember. Or play lunch. Yeah, yeah. play lunch, yeah. play time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have an apple, have some cheese. And I remember it was in grade six. Like for the people that were a year above you that had already gone to high school, yeah, it was like the one like bit of prison wisdom. <laughs> yeah, right. They'd be like, "Dude, you just can't. Don't call it playtime yeah. or play lunch. Yeah. It's, it's recess. It's recess. Mm. Yeah. You'll be ostracized from the adult kid community. Yeah. Like <laughs> these kids have got blazers on and they mean business. They'll stick you in a bin every day for six years. Yeah, mm. I." Remember my eldest brother, his shame at school. This is primary school. He went to the urinal and just dropped his pants. Yeah. Just went bum out. Yeah. Took him years to recover. I bet. What do they call him? Bum out? What was his name? <laughs> do you have a nickname? Bum out, Barry. <laughs> Piss ass. Piss yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he did that. That's way too old to do that. What's he doing? <laughs> I wasn't there. No, I'm sorry. I yeah. just I just heard rumors. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just that classic, you know, like Christmas table banter that comes out every year. Remember gotcha. that time? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I great you. stuff. It's great stuff. <laughs> are you googling what little lunch is, or no. are you just doing assorted other? Look, my my. He's probably online <laughs> shopping. No. <laughs> Let's get back to the letters, shall we? Tinder. No. Carry on. It was ASOS. Listen. I knew it was ASOS. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> My mind wanted for a fraction of a second and then I just moved back to what I normally do. You weren't talking directly of- to him. <laughs> yep. So he drifted right. off. All right, Nick Mason. This I'm is the, this is the next letter, Nick Mason. I'm like Donald Trump. You have to say my name in every every couple of words in oh. a sentence, otherwise I disappear. All right. Sad face. Sad face. Embarrassing applicants. I grimace each time contestants face the panel on Shark Tank. Ten. The so-called entrepreneurs are ill-prepared. They are time wasters, tire kickers, and embarrassing to watch. Get rid of these clowns by having all applicants screened prior to giving their five minutes... Oh, sorry. Prior to getting their five minutes of fame. And that's from John O'Keefe in Eltham. Oh, oh, my hometown. Mason's well, neck well. of the woods. Now, I like the naivete of John. Yeah, that he thinks all <laughs> ideas should be gold. No, that he thinks they're not screened. Oh, they're yeah, they're exactly. just, like, yeah. just like, yeah, we don't know what this guy's yeah. idea is going to be. It's like Idol. You need a bunch of terrible things to make fun of. Mm. I haven't seen Shark Tank or this current version. Come on, John. You're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe John can go on the show and pitch a show where it's like, it's just like this. <laughs> but it's all gold. But with all good ideas. And then it'd be like, so you wouldn't make it onto your own show. Do you reckon he has an idea and that's what annoys him? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm going to reinvent the car. It's going to run on honey or whatever. And, yeah. Five wheels. <laughs> One on the roof so I can flip. <laughs> I always think that if they were going to remake the car, like, I just don't feel like metal. Like, I think, I feel like Dodgem's got it right. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because cars hit stuff all the it's not time. It's cool, though, is it? To have big rubber bumpers. But I it's guess. cool to stand on the back of it and help the driver steer. <laughs> That's a, that is actually cool, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that is the cool part <laughs> yeah. of, of the Dodgem car. Uh. But it's weird that they're not made more to hit stuff. Yeah. Like, they're, if you had, like, a Dodgem-type thing at the front, like, Mason wouldn't have to worry about tram passengers getting hit by cars because they'd just sort of, like, bong. And then That's we'd wave I- and then we'd go about our <laughs> daily lives. Yeah, that'd be great. Or... Consequently, you could make the cars more dangerous, but to ride a tram, you had to wear one of those padded sumo suits. That I, I prefer that, actually. Mm, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Everybody get their own personal space. Yeah. It feel better, I think. It would be bad around sporting events, though. Yeah. Particularly the sumo. <laughs> it would get, yeah, get real messy. Mm. <laughs> the more I think about people in sumo suits in trams... It makes me. It makes me happy. I mean, because num- you could cram them all in, you could mm. shove them all in. Yep. And people still, you'd still be like several feet away from everyone. That's true. But yeah. numbers would be down, passengers would be down, which means ticket sales would be down. You need more trams, and you'd never be able to get off because you'd all be wedged <laughs> up. <laughs> packed in. You'd just right. loop the city. Yeah. You'd go That's to right. queue and back. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm into it. Yeah. As a non-tram yeah. driver, yeah. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, so but- how would you check your phone with your little? You, you look, don't. You, you look, talk to each other, Mason. That's no, the problem that's, with right, society. That's the perfect solution. Nobody right. looks up from their phones that's or their, their yeah. online shopping anymore. In a way, it's like anti-social media. <laughs> that's oh, right, man. Is there any time that you want to look at your phone more than when some stranger let's meet oh, on public that, transport? Yeah, because that's the guy you don't want to meet. Because <sighs> he hasn't figured out the new social contract. Yeah. Look at your phone. The new social look contract, as in. Get away from me! I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Oh yeah, that one. That's been around a while. <laughs> yeah. But you see those photos of, you know, like all the businessmen on the way home on the train, and they're all reading their newspapers. Like, yeah, it's the same. It's always not been talking. like this. They're not. They're not bridging the gap. It's like it's like my aunties and uncles on Facebook would be like, "Why isn't anybody catching tadpoles?" And they'll post a picture of a kid that's not them catching tadpoles. What are you? What are you doing right now? You're posting pictures of a kid that's not you catching tadpoles. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Wait>. why? <laughs> Is there too many tadpoles? Like, I, I guess so, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I used to catch tadpoles as a kid. And it was a thing. I don't know why. Because what do they do? They turn into frogs. There you go. <laughs> Fancy mode question, haven't I? They were my transformers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. It's like, but, you know, disappointing when you wanted to go back to tadpole yeah. mode. And hasn't mm. been a good tadpole movie in a very long time either. Mm. Michael Bay's tadpoles. <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. You might say the Muppet movie. That was good. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's, All about right. a, it's about a tadpole that really made something of himself yeah, in yeah, show business. Okay. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Good, yeah, good work, yeah, Steele. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but is it more just like that kids aren't out doing stuff? It's not... It's Tadpoles is sort yeah. of like... It's, they, it's symptomatic. But the thing is, kids, kids are out doing stuff. It's just... It's the reality of it. Like 20, 30 years ago when we were kids, we were sitting in our room doing other things when we weren't outside. You know what I mean? It's it's just things have slightly shifted. Now they're Pokemon going. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But quite often as a kid, when you go outside to do stuff, mm. a lot of that stuff was maybe 
not the most morally appropriate yeah, stuff that you stuff, wouldn't yeah. want auntie and uncle knowing. Yeah, I remember just throwing rocks at a train for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. It was well, a tram and I didn't appreciate it, James. <laughs> <laughs> or like... Grow up, mate. You know, like, there was nothing more invigorating as a young youth mm. than the bushland... Porn stash discovery. Oh, everybody yeah. oh my god! Mm. If if you found a copy of Big Buns, yeah. monthly. See, see, that is a problem today. I would, I will, I will concede that that pornography for kids is. You can type in the worst thing you want to your phone, and then you'll see it. You know. Yeah, but then you don't. You've got that without the dangers of going out into the woods. But I, there's some stuff there that kids should not see, and it is having like a psychological impact. On yeah, I won't get into it. <laughs> this is not the show. No, no, for get that. on a, on a comedy podcast. Let's get into it. Okay, so I slithered into it. Oh, so no, no, but it is because. Do you really want me to say this? Yeah. Okay, so basically, uh, boys in particular are having trouble having regular sex because they've been exposed to all this really hardcore pornography from a young age. So it takes a certain level of arousal to get them to that point. Oh. And on the other flip side of that, there's also the pressure that from both sides that that's the, the things that are just standard everyday stuff when, you know, there's some things in pornography that people, you know, it's, they're not they're not so standard. Let's put it that way. Okay, what are the what are the definite things we should be avoiding? Oh no, I just think well <laughs> wait, us? We're ruined. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I look. I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, that 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 is that is a problem. Yeah. When you said regular sex, I just thought you meant like often, mm, right? But, yeah. But, but you mean just just on top of a lady, just. Yeah, I'm not saying that's the only sex a person should have, <laughs> but there are some extremely extreme stuff like that. Yeah, that kids get exposed to. That what sort of stuff? I'm not, I'm not getting into it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. Oh. Nick Mason. Hello. What sort of stuff? <laughs> Has there been, to your knowledge, yes. any tram-based pornography? <laughs> I have never heard of such a thing. After Hours at the Depot, Volume it's 7? No, it's, none of it's those. It's very niche. <laughs> yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look, I can't rule it out. I mean, there's, you know... Imagine a tram orgy so heavy that they had to drop some sand. <laughs> <laughs> to mop up. <laughs> To absorb yeah. the fluid. Oh, horrible. Look, sometimes very late at night, I get to the end of the line and it does appear like something like that has taken place. <laughs> but I haven't seen it with my own eyes, no. Oh, really? Yeah. I um, When I went and see the... Uh, and sorry, I know you'll be upset that I'm going to bring this back to Star Wars. I'm going to be trying very hard. But um, when I was... Uh, maybe like seven or something it would have been. But the Ewok Adventure uh-huh, yeah, yeah. was on at the cinema. Uh-huh. And it was following Return of the Jedi. It was a follow-up. And in America, it was just on TV. But yes. in Australia, they were just like, let's get some cash off these rubes. Yeah. And let's show it at the cinema. And so I went to the cinema with three of my friends and my older brother. And it was empty. Hmm. It was Saturday afternoon. There was no one in the cinema but us, which confused me. Because yeah. I was like, where's everyone from last year? This is Star Wars. Yeah, like this, like to me, it was just like a new Star Wars film. Yeah. And the cinema was packed for Return of the Jedi. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Lighting yeah. up, great fun. And I'm just like, what? Where is everyone? Like, didn't they hear? But then there was a couple <laughs> up the back <laughs> yep. that... Furries. No, sorry, go on. <laughs> didn't seem very interested in the film. 
but were just up the back. And, and years later, it sort of clicked. It was like, oh, they were fingering. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted a quiet oh, place. There were two boys in that cinema. What are you doing? <laughs> but uh, what if you had to go on Shark Tank, Meso? Yep. Mm-hmm. What, what sort of business do you think you'd be uh, pitching? Oh, I don't know, guys. What am I good at? Your Man. silence speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at, good at little quips you that might, quip. might be sarcastic or not. What about a phone app that, that gives you quips if you need quips? Oh, you like know a... what? That's my idea. I'm taking oh, it. No. I'm taking it to Shark Tank. <laughs> mm. Don't know. What, what, what kind of... I don't know. I'm not good at building anything. Mm. Uh, what, what's, what, what does the world need right now? That it doesn't have already. Besides quips, obviously. <laughs> sure, I mean, yeah. The world needs quips. Nuclear disarmament. An app that <laughs> every time you push the button, I one like, nuclear disarmament. I like that all your ideas begin with an app. <laughs> yeah, that's a, well, it's all, it's all app-based now, isn't it? You know, That's, that's what you got to do. There's going to be a new platform. Nobody wants a pillow that has a wheel on it. That's all I've got. A pillow with a wheel still. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm a little bit tired, but I'm in the kitchen. I wish I could just lay my head on something. Pillow with a wheel. <laughs> Has anyone ever pillowed up on the tram? Like set up, just had a little nap, little blanket yeah, maybe? Like to, well, like, will they bring a thing though? No, Like no the one, way that people sleep on a plane? No one will bring a thing, but a lot of people are like, I just want to have a relaxing day. I want to see some sights. And sure. they just, just settle in. Or settle in all day. Yeah. So if you see someone on the tram asleep, yep. does that... Put pressure on you to really ding the bell for each stop to like give them a word up, or are you just like you uh, just going to the end of the line, cop it. Yeah, it's it's often it's that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just give them a tap at the end of the line and be like, "Hey, did you want to get off at Vermont South? <laughs> no, like no one. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever like keep an eye on them to look forward to when they wake up and realize that they're like, "Oh, this isn't part of the line I know." Ah. Uh, not so much. I mean, I, most of the time, I'm avoiding hazards. The, a while back, uh, this nice couple got on at Flinders Street Station, which is sort of the hub. Is it your place to judge the niceness of the couples that get on? All right. A, a couple whose, whose valour I could not determine. Excellent. Thank got you. On the, got on the tram at, at uh, Flinders Street Station, which is kind of like you know the central hub of Melbourne. Heard of it. And they, they get on, and we, we drive out, and I drove past like... East Melbourne, and then I go through Richmond, and then I go through Hawthorne, and I go through Camberwell, and I go through Middle Camberwell, and I go through Surrey Hills, and then I go through onto like the Burwood Highway. God, you're is... like a poor man's bedroom philosopher. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I go and I get through there, and then uh, they stand up and they they go to me and they go, "Excuse me, where's where's Elizabeth Street?" Oh no! And I go, "Oh, <laughs> straight that way." So if you're not from Melbourne. Elizabeth Street is one stop prior to where they got on in the other direction. So they went, they wanted, they wanted like a 45 second trip and they got like an hour and something. How did they get that far in? I don't know. I just don't know. Serves them right for being lazy. Yeah. That's right, yeah. I don't reckon they were nice at all. Yeah. Nice and fat. So I kicked him off. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Sunday Movies, yes, what, what, what sort of uh, what sort of business would you take into the Shark Tank? I hate sh- those shows because it's just assholes going, "No, you can't have my money. I'm rich. Too bad." <laughs> like I don't like it at all. I think if you've got an idea, you don't need people like that. 
I think you can get off the ground yourself. So that's what I'd do. I'd go in and I'd give them a lecture and I think they're no good. <laughs> and they exploit people for both entertainment and commercial gain and fuck you. That's what I do. That's my that's my Shark Tank experience. Well, fortunately, they don't vet anybody to go on the show. <laughs> so they, let, they let you go through. Hey, do you have a good idea? Yes. All right. Go in, the, go in, the, in front of the cameras. And the other thing is it's also live to air. So you could really mess with the format And they'd be like Well You got us good James Here's our money And the thing is As if they'd even care As if they'd even be like Oh yeah he's right Mm. They wouldn't care They'd just be like What a dick Yeah (laughs) Does does Shark Tank still have that guy The former One one of the sharks Used to be the former mayor of Geelong Oh that muppet The guy with the Like the pink mohawk Oh the pink I know the guy with the fake abs On top of his Real abs Yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? I'll bring up a picture. No, I know the dude. So he's one of the people judging good ideas. He used to be. He used to be, yeah. Yeah. Well, he used to be a paparazzi guy. That's how he started. And then he got into all sorts of... Oh, well, that makes him a whole lot better. Then he got into local government. Have you seen his abs? No. I'm just going to bring that up. Sorry. I know this isn't good podcast material. But keep talking, please. No, how can I when I'm about to get seen abs? Mm. I do like the term tire kickers, though. Yes. good, right? And it's just a rad... Like, it's a rad term. I'm mm. into it. All right, here we go. I'm going to use that. <laughs> I've got it. Sorry. <laughs> so instead of working for a six-pack or losing just any amount one. of weight, just, mm. just get one stapled on top of your body. No, wait. Okay, so I've been handed a phone. Mm-hmm. That's my background. That's my screensaver. Um, the Google search has been Mayor of Geelong abs yes. <laughs> And there is A somewhat portly fellow With a pink mohawk Very white He's got white tracksuit pants on That are slung Revealingly low mm-hmm. There is yep. a big hint of pube Going on there <laughs> And so he's He's you know Kind of rotund But he's got these giant abs which also could be burn ballistas what yeah. so what has he had an operation yeah it's a silicon implant like you know, you know people get like calf implants and you can get pec implants or stuff in or, the I, face or whatever I, i've yeah. heard about the the ass implants ass implants absolutely yeah which i like to call an anal implant <laughs> right good mm-hmm. so so this guy with a pink mohawk the mayor of Geelong mm. Who used to be a paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's quite chubby, wears white tracksuit pants, low slung, and has had six silicon ab enhancements put in his tummy. Yes. Is on television. That's him on Celebrity Big Brother. Judging people's good ideas. He's the king of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's made some mis- He opens up every episode. He's like, listen, I've made some mistakes. So I know precisely what you, can- you need to avoid. Ah, oh, okay. I thought it was like, if he thought your idea was good, you lose. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. He's, the, he's the control group. Yeah. And they- he's like, yeah, good idea. <laughs> Stick some more weird silicone in you. It's just like, pillow with a wheel? I'm into it. <laughs> oh, no. I'll see myself out. <laughs> All right, how about this one? 60 minutes deserves prime slot. That photo was... That's what you should be keeping the kids away from. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right, yeah. Does anyone else remember the days when Nine's Current Affairs flagship, 60 Minutes, used to start at 8.30pm? On the 25th of the 6th, it started only a few minutes shy of 10 o'clock. 
despite being misleadingly listed in TV guides as starting at nine. Why not move that singing show to one of the two supplementary channels and 60 Minutes could be restored to its rightful place in prime time? And that's from regular letter writer Rowan G. Foster. You recognise the name? Yeah, in Surrey Hills. Oh, yeah. Now, look, first of all, I just want to say, just shy of 10 for a 9 o'clock start. That's too far. That's yes. a disgrace. That means something has, like a like an Australian Idol finale has run along or something mm. like that. Mm. That's what I assume has happened mm. there, yeah. I think it's, what is Channel 9? What's their singing show? Is the it The Voice? Vo- is that The Voice? I don't know. I feel 7. I feel like Australian Idol's 10. But they, I don't even think that's on anymore, actually. Thank God. Yeah. When they cancelled that, that was that was great. Touchdown. <laughs> um, what's... Is it Australia's Got Talent or is it The Voice? Oh, boy. I'm trying to think. Oh, no, I think, I think maybe... Australia's Got Talent is seven, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a way to figure this out, but we'll... Anyway, I, yeah, we could do a little thing called research or mm, actually yeah. knowing something about the topic. No, but I mean, yeah. and Googling is a terrible mistake. You get weird <laughs> mohawk guys with ads. No matter what you get. Uh, yeah. Google, yeah. Well, it used to be something you found in the bush, but now... Well, the the, the podcast um, board recently ruled you're only allowed to have one Google per episode. That's a oh. good idea, yeah. So we've used up our one. That's right. And so that's it. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're talking about time and complaining about time, with 60 minutes, mm-hmm. stick to your traditional... It only went for fifty-eight minute complaints. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. They're the sixty-minute. Uh-huh. Like I like the the clock. Mm-hmm. Tell the time. But I don't. Sh- not sure how old Rowan is. But I feel like I could recall a time when sixty minutes started at seven. I was gonna say that same thing because mm. I was a kid and I I wouldn't have seen it if it was that late. Yeah, and then because yeah. remember when on Sundays when the movie was king, was it was a time, battle man. between. Do you know what I mean? Like romancing the stone and Police Academy Two. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What are we gonna watch? Mm-hmm. So romancing the stone, obviously. But yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Douglas. He was good. Tinberg. Come sorry, on. <laughs> what about um the guy that made the sound effects? Uh, Michael Winslow. Win- yeah. Winslow. I can't believe I forgot his name. I, I reference him all the time, <laughs> and then when I actually want to actually directly <laughs> reference him. No Winslow. But didn't Michael Winslow, the sound effect man from Police Academy, he just, he opened up a golden era of really bad playground sound effects. <laughs> oh, did he ever, yeah. Pachow, pachow. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a seesaw. <laughs> it's a pillar with a wheel. Mm. But um, I would say to Rowan, let's get, let's get real, Rowan, that... I think 60 Minutes is on after the singing show mm-hmm. because the singing show rates higher. You yeah. are 100% mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. So, I think a better suggestion, like, you know, because at the end of the day, you just want to watch your 60 Minutes in the 60 mm-hmm. Minutes you choose. Yeah. And his 60 Minutes, he wants to start at 8.30 mm-hmm. and then run through to 9.30. That's his favorite minutes of the day. That's mm-hmm. when he wants to watch his show. I would be petitioning to have 60 Minutes put on your gem. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This guy, why does he think he owns? I'm listening. Why does he think he owns Channel 9? Mm. You know what I mean? Just... It's and, and news. It's your time's, done. Your time's gone, old man. Also, it's... 60 minutes is shit. 
There's way better current affairs shows. All right, steady on, mate. Wow, wow, more of a current affair guy, are you? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely not. If you want something that's you know that's got an element of truth and it's not just and then it's like and Tom Cruise is here to talk about whatever. Just watch Landline if you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tom Cruise is on Landline. No, no, I'm saying if you don't want that, if you want if you want like a, an insight into something, you watch Landline. I don't know the thought of someone not wanting a Tom Cruise interview is I can't fathom it. Yeah, right, what's yeah. he gonna do? No, I'm with I'm with you, but I'm saying, but if you want hard hitting journalism, sixty minutes is not that. No, not anymore. Yeah. The um just I, I'm just on tangents here. But <laughs> when Tom Cruise was promoting the mummy, yeah. like I, I there's no way I'd go see that film. But I would, however, watch every possible interview with Tom Cruise mm, about yes. the mummy because he is There's something about just yeah. a movie star like him just talking. About the process. Yeah. And I also have a suspicion about Tom Cruise that he has a lizard's brain, but he's learnt human emotions and reactions. <laughs> I don't know if he's if what he's saying is genuine. I think I think his responses are rote and they're really well prepared. I think you've caught one too many tadpoles. Yeah, maybe I have. But do you know what I mean? There's something about him, it's not right. Yeah. Not, do you know what I'm saying? It's a little and because he seems very genuine and very sincere, but there's something about him under the surface, which I don't know what it is in particular, but it's just not... Well, Christian Bale based his American psycho character off Tom Cruise. i tell you maybe the most suspicious thing about Tom Cruise mm. is when he grows his hair long, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's not natural. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it used it, to be. It's sort of like this... 70s supervillain yeah and it's, it just it just doesn't grow out in a way that I I don't know what's happening I don't know if he's get it's it's like it's like he grows a futuristic mullet or yes. something his best long hair is Mission Impossible 2 Mason and I have mm. talked about this really yeah, we've, yeah. Ranked, we've ranked him don't you worry about that <laughs> Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. All right. But no, don't get me wrong. I like him as well. I think he is a movie star. But the, but I agree. There's something very compelling and a little bit off-putting. Mm. Yeah, it's it's someone that like you desperately want to be in a room alone with, and then when you were, you're like, I I got to get out of this room. Get out of this. I have to. I have to bail. Yeah. I have to bail. But I, you know, I do like him. Yeah, and and I'm more than happy to be his next fake Hollywood wife. <laughs> oh, that's the dream, isn't it? You're yeah. not 28, which is the age of all of his wives. I can all 28. get fake ID. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. True, you look yeah. great. So. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. All right. Let's see. Oh, this, this would be a good one to wrap up with. This is Ariane Brand. Fantastic. For Meso. Yes. Oh, well, then, see you later. <laughs> Albury Line, worth doco visit. Mm. <laughs> this is a show I have not heard of, but it sounds awesome. Okay. Extreme Railways with Chris Tarrant is an excellent documentary on the world's worst railways. Perhaps Chris could travel to northeast Victoria and make a show on our Albury Line. It would be up there with the world's worst. And that's from Fred Weston, Rangaratta, which I... What? Say that again. <laughs> Wangaratta. Oh, I you said Rangaratta. I'm yeah. like, I don't know where that is. Wangaratta. Wangaratta. That I know, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to get a clean... I thought it was clean... like an Ararat 
Let Lama me get a clean edit situation. now. <laughs> Wangaratta, yeah, okay. which I assume is somewhere on the Albury line. You'd think, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Extreme Railways. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> what do they do on Extreme Railways? Is it extremely like, bad by the sounds of things? Dangerous? Mm. Maybe the ice road trucker yeah. situation? Yeah. Maybe Tom Cruise is like hanging off the side yeah, of the right. train. I can only hope. MI3 style. Was that MI3 or was that a different one? That, that was, was MI1. One. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And that's middling level hair. It was fine. It was just a... Just two, a two crew cut for Yeah, it was a little crew cut. Yeah, it was, it was serviceable. Two is his best hair also. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. his longest and his best. Which one did Felicity die in? Three. Three. That was sad. <laughs> <laughs> Ask us more questions about Mission Impossible movies. We'll answer them all in unison. Here we go. <laughs> no, I can't say that would work. Okay. All right. All right. Do you rate... What's the worst tram line? Well, I only do if, a if, couple, if, if so. Chris Tarrant... Yep. Was going to come and do extreme tram lines. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, look, people tell me the fifty-seven's pretty bad. It's Where bad. does it go? The, the numbers don't mean anything to yeah. me. Me neither. I'm really. not like I've lived in Melbourne all my life, but when people say stuff like "Ah, the sixty, the ninety-six, I'm just yeah, like, no nah. here's the thing. I, yeah, I, don't I don't know either. People, for some reason, assume that because I am a tram driver, I love the tramways and I know everything about the tramways. But I really don't. People ask me a lot. You having a dig at me? Yes, <laughs> specifically. That's why I've come here. All of this is is ancillary. What I'm here to do is have a go at you. But um, like people always ask the me blood like, test all over yeah, again. People ask me a lot of questions, but I'm like, I don't. People are always like, what? How do they number the tram lines? Why is this the one and the eight and the whatever and all that? The actual answer is... That's like asking a cab driver, yeah. why is this Smith Street, mate? Yeah. Yeah. Why are why, cabs yellow? Yeah. But like... Where's the wheel on the roof? Yeah. Here's, here, they're like, where do the numbers come from? Here's the answer. They're roundabout. Like they're... The reason there's the a... number seven, of roundabouts? Yeah. No, the re, all the numbers are sort of assigned because they're sort of similar to other... Like the 70, there's a 70 and the 75... And there's a 72 because it's midway between the 70 and the 75. But there's no it's 73. So, it sort of goes in between because they went, what's sort of in between 72? Where's they, 74? There isn't one. There used to be one. It used to be... Here's the thing. There used to be a 74. Then they extended it. Now it's the 75. They made it slightly longer, so they just added a number. Let's also just go back to where Mason said he didn't know, I know anything right? about yeah. the trail. Well, I have to now. I have to now. I have to pretend it's off the cuff, but I have to do research now. Are you happy? Are you all happy? Ah, <laughs> oh, I love this. Did you notice that while we were laughing, he picked up his phone to order something <laughs> yeah, online? Yeah, I can do two things. I'm good at multitasking. Being angry about things and also buying clothes on the internet. Excellent. Well, you guys... Thanks for loving those Green Guide letters. No problem. It was uh, it was a delight. Now, Nick Mason. Hello. What trams you driving this week? Let's. Where can the people get on? Uh look. They, if they're going to the grand final this week, they can find me probably on the seventy. I'll be doing the seventy. I'll be t- taking people to the MCG. All right. Well, th- th- this won't be up for a little bit, so you'll have to get him next grand final. But are you dreading the grand final crowd? Is that like an exciting day, or just like, oh, this is brutal? Nah, it's fine. I mean, we we all assume we're going to run late the whole time, so just factor that in and just enjoy the vibe, man. You know, I don't get why people worry about the trams running late because mm-hmm. there's so many of them. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so, which one do you know you're not getting? Like, maybe this one's early. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah, your service sucks, is what he's saying. He's saying that. <laughs> that's right. No, I just I've just never maybe because I'm so. 
I've I've lived close to the city, but I've just I've never actually looked at what time a tram. Exactly. I just yeah, go to the right, stop, yeah. and one just comes. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. I don't judge it like, I, and I think because I'm late for so many things, who am I to judge an actual vehicle exactly right. for being a couple yeah, minutes, yeah. you know, past? Yeah, I think I genuinely think people think the tram. People, some people think the tram. There's just the one. And if they miss it, they panic. Like a bus. Like a bus. Yeah. Like the bus. Yeah. There you go. So, yes, you're telling me there's multiple trams. Here's a fun fact for you. Maybe it's only fun to me. But so there's a there's a in Melbourne there's a stretch of, on on of tram track on Bridge Road, and it's they run the 48 and the 75. And for a very long time, the 48 was involved in six times as many collisions as the 75, and they could never figure out why. Because the drivers are the, you know, everybody's trained the same way and everybody's, you know, had the same amount of experience. The trams are the same. Why is it? And it's because the 70, they figured it out eventually. It's because the 75 generally runs two or three minutes ahead of the 48. So the the 75 goes past and people go, oh, the tram's gone past. I I don't have to pay attention anymore. And then the 48 cleans them up because they just just drive in front of it. So So that's like when... You're like on a freeway and you go past like the cop car with the speed thing. And you're like, that's it. And it's like, now it's time yeah. to floor Seat it. Seatbelt off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bur- using, yeah. Bourbon in. That's right. Yeah. I'm using the roof wheel. <laughs> flipping the car. Yeah. Taking the hands from 10 and 2, putting them on bloody 5 and five and 11. Who cares? <laughs> The uh, that, that, is, that is a good fact. Yeah, yeah I like that a lot. It's weird, but then they're like... How yeah. do you stop that though? Uh, you, you just space them out a bit more, I guess. No, the the tram drivers just have to drive slower. That's okay, it. Yeah. yeah, it's on us. So, mm. yeah. what can you do? Excellent, excellent mm. work. And yeah. uh, where can the good people of the internet track your down? Oh, I'm on Twitter at Wikipedia Brown, mm-hmm. and I'm also the host of the Weekly Planet podcast. Co-host. <laughs> oh, All right, I've never been so insulted in my life. <laughs> I just prefer sexual tension, you guys. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. Thanks for coming. You're, thank you for having me. And um, you were late to the podcast. I was very late. Mm. So mm-hmm. he normally is. It's yeah. not unusual. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe those tram drivers uh, or those tram passengers are. They're onto something. They're onto something. You know they are. They're onto something. James. Yes. Mr. Sunday Movies. Yes. A man that was once a teacher yep. and now walks down toy aisles. <laughs> <laughs> For no particular reason. Yep, that's me. Where can the authorities track down your internet presence? Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Mr. Sunday Movies about movies and comics and whatnot, but I co-host a podcast with Dick Mason called The Weekly Planet. Oh, that's interesting. And by the time this goes out, there'll be an episode actually that you're on. Yes, that uh, is true. Which we're, we're, where we're going to be talking about Blade Runner. Mm. So uh, that might be the latest episode, depending on when this goes out. No. It'll be an, a- it'll be an episode. Don't it'll be worry an about episode. That. We're, we're banking. Yeah. Banking. We're, okay. we're doing no some worries. banking, but mm-hmm. it'll be there. It'll be there. They, yeah. they just stay around forever. Yes. <laughs> and we all have to decide which version of Blade Runner to watch. So that's right. It's very exciting. But yeah, yeah the, the YouTube channel is awesome. Thank you. No, I appreciate and that. Um, the podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone's holding you back. That's all I'm going to say. Boy, I wouldn't want to co host that particular <laughs> sinking ship. Let me tell you. Oof. But yeah, I think it's like it's it's really fun. Like when a new trailer or something comes out, I always mm. I always go on to it see to see to see what I've missed. Yeah. Which I feel like is a personal slide at me. Like it's like <laughs> it is, yeah. Hey Steel, you <laughs> dumb fuck. <laughs> I should do that in my next one. <laughs> 
You didn't notice that Thor's cousin was in this trailer, did you? You you fucking idiot. dumb son of a bitch. You blood-fearing pussy. (laughs) Just quickly, my brother's a firefighter. Sees blood gore, people's heads squashed, squashed. He's fine with it. Hates his own blood. So, there you go. Don't feel too bad. My brother's also a quivering coward. (laughs) (laughs) But he's not scared of flame. No. Well, I think he is. He's fascinated by it. Yeah, he loves it. Just yeah. lights it all the time. There's never been so many fires around. That's weird, yeah. isn't yeah, it? No, yeah. yeah. There's never been so many fires or erections. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to that super fun episode with the Weekly Planets. Nick Mason and Mr. Sunday Movies. And uh, stick around at the end of this. I've got a little clip from one of our classic episodes featuring the unlikely pairing of Brendan Burns, comedian, and WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley in a classic I Love Green Guide Letters episode that you'll hear a bit of at the end end of this but if you're looking for other weekly planet style content sources uh nick mason has been on two other i love green guide letters episodes episode 216 with tommy dasselow where he goes deep into his tram driving profession and uh episode 231 with the hilarious luke mcgregor So you can check those out as well as uh, tons of previous episodes. We just had uh, two in the think tanks, Andy and Alistair, on the previous episode. So check those out. And my other podcast, the comedy Star Wars podcast, Steel Wars, has a new episode up. On Tuesday, with Corey D. Williams, the son of Billy D., who also played Klaatu in Return of the Jedi. And he's got a lot of really fun stories about uh, his dad and his time on the set of Return of the Jedi. So check that out. We've also got Steel Wars episodes up with Mitch Dyer, who wrote the story for Battlefront 2, the Star Wars video game coming out next week. And if you're a Star Wars-loving Weekly Planet fan, there is uh, a group of episodes with Nick Mason and Mr. Sunday Movies on the Steel Wars feed with those guys talking Star Wars. If you enjoyed this episode, you guys, and you want to help us out and pod it forward, I so appreciate when you retweet or share the episode announcements. I always pin the latest episode announcement to the top of the Twitter and the Facebook feed. On Facebook, just search I Love Green Guide Letters. Click like to stay in the loop. And on Twitter and Instagram, it is I Love GG Letters. And uh, a little retweet, a little vouch, uh, that's some sweet word of mouth. And that's the easiest way for us to get new listeners. So we appreciate that. And if you're on iTunes, make sure you have given us a sweet five-star review to bump us up the rankings and to vouch to other potential listeners. We're doing a fine to okay job of clogging the internet with 
that sweet, sweet content. If you want to hear our classic episodes, the last 25 episodes are always up in full. Then our archives are saved for the good people that support the podcast every month with $3 of support on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash I love GG letters and direct to your podcast app of choice. You will have as many or as few as classic Green Guide letter episodes downloaded to your device. You get a special RSS feed just like a normal podcast or the new episodes download immediately. And uh, as you see fit, you can go through the back catalogs and uh, press on whatever episode you want to hear or the many bonus episodes as well. And enjoy. We've had just a staggering amount of guests on the show, which brings me to this classic clip which will go now. And this is with the... I, I, I can't believe I had this guy on my podcast. We had Brendan Burns, comedian, a really great stand-up comedian, with the hardcore legend, WWE Hall of Famer, Mankind, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley. You guys, this is a very exciting episode. We have got international guests, one of which is an Australian international guest, which is the most important type of Australian. <laughs> we love the ones that leave. <laughs> we are in Sydney. We've uh, just scraped this in. Our, our first guest is Perry Award-winning comedian from Australia, now in the UK. Welcome, Brendan Burns. Thank you very much. Our other guest, very exciting. He is a New York Times bestseller. He's a former WWE champion, a future WWE Hall of Famer, professional wrestling icon. It's Cactus Jack, Dude Love, Mankind. It's Mick Foley. Welcome, sir. Yeah, thank you. It's nice to be here. Uh, I uh, reprimanded, I just have to tell you, I reprimanded a, uh, a compare because all he had to do was say pretty much what you did, even short. He goes, what do you want me to say? I said, uh, Say I'm a three-time WWE champion because in the in the U.S. it's big. You got the credits are big, but all I, all that needs to be said is three-time WWE champion, two-time New York Times number one best-selling author, and newest inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. He goes, "Okay, I got it." I said, "You think you might want to write it down?" He said, "No, no, I got it." Like I was, I, I was insulting his intelligence, and he went out and he didn't have it. He didn't have it, and I, he was like, "I couldn't help," but now I'm on stage and I'm like. He had to say 27 words. Like, that's all he had to do, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> the next night, bless her heart, this lady, she had a, a, a her chest, entire chest was a butterfly tattoo. And I told her the same thing. It's really easy. That's all you have to say. And she went out there and she goes, Our next, you know, our headlining comic has three WWE champs <laughs> <laughs> in his yard. Yeah, he has three champs. Wow. Like, yeah, they're a little breed of toy dog or something. What a what a stinky basement you yeah. must have. <laughs> I have a running gag because, you know, in the UK, it's a nod to the audience because in, the, in America, they list their credits. And uh, so it's a nod to the audience. It's a, it's a trick we play on visiting Americans. And we go, anything you want us to say about you? And they go, yeah, tell them I done Letterman, tell them I done Leno. And it's actually a wink to the crowd that the guy's a wanker. Um, <laughs> because often guys will come up and say, and list their credits at me when I'm seeing it. I'm going, I'm not going to do that. You seem like a nice guy. 
But I always have a running gag whenever someone says anything you want me to say. And I always just go, face the front, say my fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a thicker set man than I expected. Thank you. Actually, no, fuck you. No, 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 not, not fat. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were a, a lithe, weedy little fella. It's like Tim Minchin. Tim Minchin looks tiny in photos. When I, when I asked him, what's, what's still like, uh, Brennan was like, he's a spindly little. <laughs> I did, didn't I? I said, I'm not sure how his legs support it. <laughs> I said, I think he's got something. It might be the HIV. I'm not sure. In his Facebook profile, <laughs> he's not long for this world. That's how it looked. That's how I got him here, all right? So that's not bitching. Are you not going to mark this down as a make a wish vision? Yeah, you? exactly. This is. Yeah. Actually, John Cena's expected here any <laughs> moment now to grant his 337th wish. The young man doesn't appear to have very much time left. <laughs> it was a classic Saturday Night Live episode based on American baseball legend Babe Ruth, who promised a kid that he would hit a home run for him, and that was the, the famous called shot. At least, you know, I think I'm mixing up my Babe Ruth home runs, but they did a great thing where the kid's in the hospital listening to the radio, and he goes, and the babe promised a dying kid. <laughs> what? Dad, what is this? I'm dying? <laughs> Little guy doesn't have much time left. They might even make it to the end of the game. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> Good news, bad news. <laughs> Good news. He hit a home run. Bad news. I'm going to die. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You know that gag? What is it? Uh, there's a reworking of the old gag of a uh, horse walks into the bar and the barman says, why the long face? And the horse says, i got fucking cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk quickly about your Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And we just found out this week that you're going in with Bruno Sammartino. Bruno, man. Bruno. We never thought we'd see it. Whenever I was asked, like, who do you think should go into the Hall? Would you like to see in the Hall? I said, you really need Bruno in that WWE Hall of Fame. You know, they can... And the thing about WWE Hall of Fame, people say, well, how, could, you know, how come they don't... You know, and Bruno... WWE made the decision a long time ago that somebody's got to, you know, be there, or they can be inducted posthumously, but their family has to be there. But uh, you know, Bruno, he's been asked, I mean, several times, and I don't know what they did to, uh, you know, to change his mind. But I think Bruno realized if he didn't do it at Madison Square Garden, yeah. that there wasn't going to be, you know, if he did it anywhere else. Unless it was in Pittsburgh, and I'm pretty sure WrestleMania is not coming to Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, uh, I think Bruno realized that this was, you know, this was the, this was the chance to, to to really, you know, hopefully it'll be a healing process for him too. Yeah, that's like the uh, Babe Ruth skit for all our Pittsburgh listeners. Oh, no WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> And you've all got cancer. They got, they got hell in a cell, though. Uh, what, I was known, you know, for the the cheap pop, you know, you know, right here and do it around the cities in every single city, and became known and people appreciated it. Uh, so I said to Stone Cold Steve Austin, "This is where we would use Raw, our live national television show, as like our own little playground." I was like, "Watch, watch this promo I give out there." And I came out as a commissioner. I said. You know, ladies and gentlemen, in Pittsburgh, I remember I was up on top of this cell and was thrown off and nearly died. Right here in <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> we have many guests that name drop on this on this program, but we've never had Stone Cold before. That is impressive. It's a good name to drop. 
You are maybe the world champion of green guy that let his name drop. Just started. <laughs> but I, no, I'm not a name dropper. Like uh, Katie Couric, uh, who hosts the Today Show, <laughs> probably agree with you. I'm interviewed by her twice. She'd be the first to tell you. <laughs> former President George Bush. <laughs> yeah. Former President George Bush, who knows my catchphrase, uh, <laughs> tell you I'm no name dropper. <laughs> And does that signify the Hall of Fame that, that we won't see you in the ring anymore? You've yeah, long yeah, career. It's very, you never say never. I'm not saying that when WrestleMania 40 calls and they have the old-timers battle royale uh, that I wouldn't do it. No, there'd be no, like, match, match. Yeah. There'd be nothing where there's any pressure to ever be good again. Well, I, was, I, I had a famous quote when I had my um, uh, loser-must-retire match in... Uh, February 2000, saying that I wasn't going to be one of those guys who prostituted his name and came back six weeks after retiring. <laughs> and then I came back and I said, uh, well, I said I wasn't going to be one of those guys who prostituted his name by coming back six weeks after he retired, and I'm not. I'm back in three. <laughs> I got a call. I'm at home. I, I'm every reason to believe my career is over. Ended on a real high note. And Jim Ross calls me, and he says, Hey, you know, and I, he goes, yeah, we got some uh, an idea for you for WrestleMania. And I thought, okay, I don't know if they had fan access at that time or, or not, but they had a lot of things for people to take part in. And I said, well, what do you have in mind? And meanwhile, it was almost like after that match, I'd just gone home and I'd skipped, like, the digestive process. And I just started stapling <laughs> slabs of fat to my hips. You know, <laughs> and I a pizza. Instead of eating, I'm just going to... Uh, staple it to my waist you know i'd put on like 20 pounds in two weeks and he goes we were thinking of you and uh, the rock and big show and i was like but i just retired <laughs> so i became the first person in wwe history to try to talk the company out of putting them in the wrestlemania main event <laughs> and then i i think you know after i grudgingly realized that i could probably send at least a couple of my kids through you know through college <laughs> So the WrestleMania payoff became the college fund. So, yeah, I sold out. No, no. Janet, I sold out. Uh, you sold out? You know, and, and people would call me on that. Oh, yeah, 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 you didn't keep your word. And I'd be like, most guys couldn't say no to Vince if he called them up and asked if they could come over and mow his yard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, at least I couldn't say no to Vince when it came to a WrestleMania main event. Did they sell it to you like, but you'd never been invented? WrestleMania. They did, and they we sold me that like for you it and... was. It was you know it was my dream, and uh, I'd been you know shut out at the last moment the year before, and they really wanted it to be a a big thing for me, and uh, so I you know agreed, and uh, and did it. Uh, I don't think there's any more WrestleMania main events in my future. <laughs> if only stand up comedy had a loser retires policy. <laughs> <laughs> How much better would that be? I would be having many a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> just, what? <laughs> just as everyone's filtering out. <laughs> Let's love some letters from The Green Guide. For those that might be new listeners, The Green Guide is a TV lift out in Melbourne, Australia, and uh, they get crazy letters. Now, I've, I've delved into the archive and found some wrestling-related letters. Really? Ooh. The archives. Okay, yeah. a little twist on the Yeah, a little twist on, on the, the uh, green right, guy okay. here. All right. So this one, a little bit controversial, very timely mm. uh, in the past month. Uh, this one's called Let It Bite the Dust. The drug-stricken farce, a.k.a. the Tour de France, has come to an ignoble end. Will SBS now bite the bullet and drop its coverage, as German TV networks have already done? <laughs> 
the performance enhanced tour has the credibility of world championship wrestling. Oh. Rex Condon, Ashwood. So he's even, uh, well, even bad-mouthing WCW. Yeah, it was WCW, uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not debating the credibility of... <laughs> he didn't say... He didn't say... As long as they didn't mess around with my three WWE champs. <laughs> That's all I'm <laughs> saying, fine. man. The ones you keep in your yard. <laughs> Listen, can I do my impression of how uh, Lance Armstrong should have handled his Oprah uh, Winfrey press conference? Yeah. Go ahead. Be Oprah with an ask me a question. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, uh, Oprah... Um, before I answer that, I'd just like to point out that I had one nut! <laughs> I had only one nut! <laughs> I'm a man with one nut! <laughs> and I won eight! <laughs> I mean, isn't that... Don't you get your publicist to point out that you had one... I don't like to curse. He had one fucking nut! <laughs> and he was still the best in the world! Like, those bicycle seats are hard to ride on, and you don't even have a place to put both your guys. I oh, know. Doesn't have to side saddle one nut. Doesn't that mean he's got an advantage? That he's only got one nut? Those seats... Depends the size of the nut. Ooh. Like if it's a one giant nut, I imagine that really throws your equilibrium out. <laughs> so much of a toe, right? A broken toe, it can really throw you off. When you first lost your ear, Mick only has one ear, ladies and gentlemen. Did and you... that's why he's allowed to cheat in the Tour de France. Yeah, exactly. If I wanted to. Yeah. Did you get dizzy because there was a piece missing? You know what happens uh, when you lose a little part of your body? It throws your your chemistry off. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of strange. And this is not that I'm comparing what I went through with what you know uh, s soldiers who've lost limbs have, but they go through a similar thing. And you can't figure out like why can't, why can't I just get this together? And it's like because you're losing part of yourself, and your body takes a little while to adjust chemically. So it was, a, and the but the worst part of it was not the chemical reaction it was the fact that i happen to be in the only form of business where losing your ear is not necessarily a bad thing <laughs> this is like a story writer's dream and i and i'm sitting like i actually was like a little bit of a high you know until i realized i was uh in a german hospital with no tv no no roommate nothing nothing just nothing to do for two days uh but at least i was thinking man this is going to be a great storyline and then when they did nothing 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 with it, with it. nothing with it it was uh, that was when you know a little bit a little, little bit of depression set in you know? uh -huh. so chemical change and also the reality that um there was nothing going to be done with the missing year <laughs> as i said the other night before bringing mick on because we realized that we should have called it an evening with, because otherwise we get tarred with the same brushes Chopper Reed, who goes, I'll give stand up a go, I've killed some people. And, um, you know, like. Can you tell the story about Chopper's executive decision? Yeah. Because he's been saying this thing about not being tarred with the same brush as Chopper Reed, and I go, tell me about this Chopper Reed guy. Proceeds to tell me, like, he's got his own movie, which is apparently a hell of a movie. Like, yeah, oh, he's Eric a super, plays him. super interesting guy, but I guess just because you're super interesting, that doesn't carry over yeah. to making you but, a... Uh, people no. watch him do stand-up, and it's like he'll start his opinion, and like, be like, yeah, I'm back on board with your chopper, but he's, you know, crazy. Because his friend, uh, you know, Heath Franklin, right? Yeah, yeah. And Heath uh, does an impression of him, and then Chopper went, well, that comedian guy does an impression of me. People want to see the real thing. So he went and booked the theatre. <laughs> Same place as he the day after, sold two tickets or something. But I remember doing a gig with him, and he turns up beforehand, and every time he does a gig, he'll, he'll like try and be all officious. 
and uh, and speak in like you know uh, in pigeon legal speak, <laughs> and he'll like say, "I think you and your people before that that room is full in there, and I think you need to make a executive decision." Whether or not you're going to give me two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> right now before I go up there, and it's like, no, we've already agreed on the amount, chopper. Well, I'm just saying, there's a room full of people there, and you you run a business, don't you? And these people have come and paid to see me, so I would go make it. And he just repeated executive decision oh. to go out the back into the pub, <laughs> open the till, and give me two hundred fifty dollars in cash. <laughs> You know, it always work in beginning legal jargon, end up slightly threatening. <laughs> you want to make an executive decision about whether or not you want to keep that. your fucking arms. <laughs> an executive decision. Not that he will walk out. Yeah. That he will kill you. The, <laughs> the movie's great, and, and Heath's parody of him is great. Anything involving Chopper that doesn't involve Chopper is great. <laughs> but if he's involved, I did a gig with him once. He's got a little offsider that's head-to-toe tattered. And yes. He sends him off to get some pens to do some autographs with after the show. And he's like, oh, yeah, get it, get some textures, get a gold one. Shoplift that one, though. <laughs> and then he cornered me in the corner to try if I knew anyone with 60 grand to invest in his beer company. <laughs> chopper heavy. <laughs> he sold sunglasses for a while. I had a pair of chopper sunglasses. He's, he's written eight books. There's a great rant in the in the movie, which is actually just based on some of the interviews they did with him. He goes, I'm one of Australia's best-selling authors, and I've never even read a book. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? I'm semi-bloody illiterate. <laughs> uh, no, I've outsold all these fancy pants wankers. But his books are great. He loves to intimidate people, and he, he thinks a giant font might do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To hear that full episode as well as hundreds of other classic I Love Green Guy Letters episodes while supporting the ongoing production of the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash I Love GG Letters. But now, you guys, why don't I just slip in a, a quick little secret show? What am I going to do with all this shit? Like, I can't keep it. Yeah, it's too much. Try moving countries, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, you really realize what you need in life. Yeah, mm. right, exactly. Yeah. And that's a cat. That's a cat. <laughs> cat in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. Some closed toe shoes. So you know. <laughs> What's your childhood thing that you cling to in this day and age? Oh, um. I'm always desperately hoping the next Transformers movie will be good. <laughs> every, every You're time. an idiot. I'm an idiot, and it's never worked, not once. Uh, yeah, I've still, I've still got, I've still got a couple of Optimus Primes on the shelf, and I'm like, one day, one day we're gonna have one you can be proud of. Optimus. Every now and then, you'll show me on your phone like a new Optimus Prime that transforms by itself or something. I'm like, yeah, good. <laughs> you're, you're really into Optimus Prize for some reason. Yeah, mm. that is sad. I, I often look at the Star, I mean, at the Transformers franchise, and go. That could have been Star Wars. It, it really could, could have been. Really could have been, yeah. Because it had a dip very like for quite some time. Like people think it's this huge behemoth now because it's five Michael Bay awful disasters. But for a period, like 
they started out really super cool when I was a kid and they were all die cast metal and they were all complicated transformations and then as the fortunes of the of Hasbro sort of took a dip they got less and less complicated up until the point where there was the Transformers Action Masters which didn't transform at all mm. that was the they that was like their G. low Joes. point yeah. yeah they were like just like GI Joes they didn't transform so what were they robots or were they cars they were robots yeah what an ironic name for them. Yeah. Yeah, the least action of them all, right? <laughs> but yeah, but then they then they took a, a action t- liars. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's They'll right. transform your excitement mm, into serious. sadness. Mm-hmm. Mm, what about you, Mr. Sunday Movies? Well, I, I think I kind of went off action figures, but then I had to bring it back to Star Wars. But then when they re-released, the, <laughs> why? Yeah, well, that's a different podcast, isn't it? But when they re-released the trilogy, that I started like collecting. And I was probably slightly too old. Well, I thought I was. Now I'm like, oh, just buy whatever you want. Who cares? What, what do you think is sadder? Someone that's in the toy aisle to buy toys as an adult mm. or someone like me that just likes to go there just to look at them? Just have a browse. Read the backs. I think, <laughs> yes, I think the saddest thing is like the guy snatching toys away from kids. And they go there and they'll buy all the best ones. So you're just left with Snoke figurines. But at least of. he's goal orientated. Well, that's true. But why do you need six rays? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Best we not answer that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just cruise in, grab your rays and cruise out again. That I can relate to. <laughs> oh. 